0: Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerrati.
1: And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press music writer
0: Erin Labar. It's awards season, so we are going to talk about awards.
1: Are they relevant? Are they too long? I'm also gonna do my months in waiting rant about how old Town Road is the worst song in the world. Don't at me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we're to talk about that. We're also gonna talk about uh coronavirus, because there is a conspiracy theory that concerns Winnipeg directly. Um, And we're also going to talk about the return of The Biggest Loser. First, though, how was your week, Erin?
1: I feel like a disease is filling my body at this very moment. That is not of the... Corona? No, variety. I do not. I have not traveled on a plane since April of 2019, so I think I'm safe. And unlike, the- and I don't leave my house. So I just come <laughs> come here and go home. Well, unlike unless the- my cats have coronavirus, I'm the pretty... the true
0: pandemonium suggests. Right, um, we're
1: all gonna die of coronavirus,
0: or you know, we're we're extremely unlikely to get it. Worry about the flu. That's what we'll talk about so later. So that's
1: what I'm more concerned about yeah. because our a couple of our colleagues have been very very sick. Yes, I feel like I've been fighting something off probably since even before Christmas. Um, And it seems to be like settling in. So might be a sick day tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was um, I'm sure you get these ads on your phone for this fast fashion company called Shein or Shein or it's spelled S-H-E-I-N. Shein? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Anyway. I have seen the ads. Yeah. And I'm always like, I wonder if these clothes are actual clothes or they're just like figments of your imagination are made of tissue paper (laughs) and like so i'm like you know what but i saw um i had to get a bridesmaid's dress for my friend's wedding because things are like disconcertingly cheap yeah like concerningly inexpensive (laughs) to the point where you can get like a jacket for 30 dollars and i and i saw this dress that i'm like oh this would be perfect for my friend's wedding it's the right color palette they carry extended sizing um i'm like okay you know what for the 35 Mm dollars, i'm gonna take a shot so i ordered a few things with a very very low expectation sure and you know what i got them all yesterday and actually super impressed and like yes i'm a terrible person it's definitely made in china it's like the fastest of fast fashion but sometimes it's just you got to do what you got to do
0: you got to do what you got to do especially for a wedding yeah was, it is a one-time wear dry. I know people But like this to one, think, I feel like I
1: would wear it again, actually. Everyone says that and nobody does. But I But this one, I feel pluck. like it's really cute. So <laughs> it's kind of a weird length. It kind of hits at my ankle, which is very odd. So I'm going to hem it. But fits really nice. Good. Um, so if you are interested in in using this website, I have two pro tips. Look at all the comments on each item that you're looking at. Because people often post pictures of themselves wearing it. So you can get a good idea of whether it like looks really, really cheap or, or whether it's okay. Mm-hmm. And people comment on like sizing issues. Measure yourself. Because I ordered four things. I was a different size in everything. Oh, my God. So look at the sizing chart and like get the tape out and measure yourself. Because almost everything fit as expected. So that would be my two, my two tips.
0: And measure yourself with an actual tape measure and not like a piece of string that you then yeah. compare against a measure. Yeah, no, get a tape, tape measure.
1: Which I have done. Uh, and preferably have someone else try to measure your back sh- and your shoulders for you because I did it by myself and it was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers were slightly off. Yeah, so measure yourself, look at the comments and pictures. And, you know, if you're in a pinch, it's a good option. Good. How was your week?
0: So I have been kind of, s- s- I used to be, I still am. I shouldn't say it used to be. I am a champion sleeper. Like, I fall asleep quickly. I sleep easily. I'm so I can jealous. I fall asleep anytime. <laughs> but, like, could sleep now. Like, I'm one of those people who like, I could sleep. Just like I'm the same kind of person that's like, I could eat. Right. Um, but I've been having terrible sleeps lately. Mm. For, like, quite a while. Like, just lots of... I'm active at night anyway. Like I toss and turn a lot. But this is like <laughs> in my a head lot. you were like a mole that like <laughs>
1: cleans her closet in the dark in the middle of the night.
0: Um, no. I but I do I toss do. and turn. <laughs> <laughs> like I move around. Yeah. Uh but this was like to a level that was Too much. Like, I was waking up often. And I figured out that it's because my pillow was too old and lumpy. And Mm. I got a new pillow yesterday Mm -hmm. and had my inaugural sleep on my new pillow. Mm. Life changing.
1: They say that you're supposed to get a new pillow every year. I believe that. Well, not if you're buying, like, the $70 memory foam pillows. I expect that to last for, like, a solid five. or.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But if you think about it, it's what happens to your pillow at night. Like, yeah. I don't think too hard about it because it's disgusting. Well, it's like sweaty like, and skin yeah, cells and, and all that good yeah. stuff. You know, it's probably correct to replace it that often. Um, I don't know when last time I bought a new pillow was, but if you're having a bad sleep or you're like something's going on or I can't get comfortable, maybe think about your pillow.
1: Grammys were, last weekend, mm-hmm. three hours and 40 minutes long. That's obscene. That's almost offensive. Like, what makes you think, <laughs> Grammys... That's longer than the Irishman. That you deserve that much of my time. And, like, the ratings are down, obviously. Well, yeah. No I think one, it went down 12% or 15%, something like that. It's like, like those
0: that. reality dance competition shows that are on... Multiple times a week, like For two hours each, yeah.
1: Stop it, yeah. Nobody wants this. And I mean, I felt like I should watch it because my job is mm-hmm. music relevance. Yes, I watched Lizzo's performance,
0: and I was like, no. Yeah, you
1: were like, she was the first one, so you yeah. could just turn it off. And like, I am very endeared toward Alicia Keys, I think she's a very like, and I didn't even watch it live, I watched it the next day. Oh, <laughs> so I want to, and then like Kobe Bryant died that day, so I was curious to see sort of how they would deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think they handed out. I want to say well less than 10 awards for sure mm-hmm. so the rest of that time was all performances and I get that it's a music award thing yeah sure but like fine, holy but... cow keep it at a tight two hours yeah
0: especially if you have is there not a way if you know and they do know it's not a surprise to the people that are putting together awards. I feel like if you're winning multiple awards and you know that someone is going to win multiple awards, can you not just give them the awards?
1: Well, that's the thing. Like Billie Eilish won four or five awards. But I think the problem with that was that they were all like the top tier awards. So they couldn't be like, Billie Eilish also won for Song of the Year, Album of the Year, Person of the Year, Woman of the Year. Wish. (laughs) (laughs) But So she came up multiple times, which I feel like for her was really embarrassing. Like I could tell she was kind of struggling with the multiple accolade situation. Yes. Um yeah, it's just I would too. I would want the Florida Open. But then at the meeting. same time like if one person or two people or three people are winning all of the awards, that's another problem. Like what uh, I just I'm I'm struggling to find the the point, re- the point of it and yeah. the relevance of it. And the same thing happens with the Junos. Like you have the same five, six people nominated all the time and it's people that you hear on the radio every day. And, like they're already getting money and and recognition in that regard like why do we need to now hand them these extra trophies i I just i'm finding awards to be less and less relevant to me personally
0: yeah like i still like watching them for the fashion element or like you know i find the movie ones tend to be a little more under control Mm. but like this year's oscars like my husband and i always watch the oscars but this year i'm like i don't know like i feel like the categories are super boring like sometimes you can tell from the nominations it's like well it's
1: i just like would would my life be any worse if these award shows did not exist and the answer is an an absolute no, no yeah yeah like it, it, would Im- it wouldn't sign yeah, it wouldn't no. yeah it wouldn't impact me in any way would the lives of these actors actresses producers whomever be any worse if the, they were not televised even yeah do them on your own time. Like,
0: win an award, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah.
1: Like, the, as the SAG, are the SAG awards televised? I, I don't, don't think so. So, like, I, I just, the constant back padding, I'm just very or done the, with it. When you have
0: awards like the Golden Globes, where it's for like television and film, yeah. It's like, there's just, it's too much.
1: Like, like so why do you need the Golden Globe? Then why do you need the Oscars and the Emmys? Like, I know. Golden Globes does all of it. I know.
0: Like and I, I also don't think I think maybe before people would base their decisions on whether to buy an album or see a movie, yeah, pay to do
1: these things, yeah, based on awards, right? Because it yeah. kind
0: of says to a person, okay, this, this one is an of award. Merit. Yes. It's of merit. It's worth my money. I don't think so much that's the case anymore. This is
1: the problem that there's so many things that are changing. From all, in all different contexts, the way we consume these things is different. The way we think about these things is different. The way we categorize things is different. Mm -hmm. And none of these award shows, music, film, television, whatever, are taking that into consideration at all. They are so hemmed in by tradition that it's, they're, they're, they're proving their own irrelevance. Absolutely. It makes me so irritated. That's a great way to put that. Because yeah, it's.
0: It's why, and for that long, it'd be one thing if an award show was like a tight 90, fine. Yeah. Three hours and 45 minutes is just galling, no matter whether you're the viewer or like.
1: Imagine being there? Oh, my God. What a night. (laughs) Imagine being the news
0: team that's like preempted in the evening. Like, it's just, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think it might be time, 2020 maybe, or well, I guess it'd be 2021 to like really reevaluate what the purpose of these award shows is, mm-hmm. and how they can better reflect the the much more diverse grouping of art mm-hmm. that is being funneled into them. Old Town Road, oh, you've been sitting on this for so long. Oh it's my like, god, we need to talk about it. I so I watched his performance at the Grammys. It's a Did little, it win any Grammys? I honestly can't remember because i was so irritated that i just like and
0: like your whole life had gone by well yeah exactly yeah.
1: and even my beloved bts could not improve that song for me <laughs> and i love them like a no guilt love them um i will never understand why this song is popular is famous gets any re- i mean i get that he's like uh, a black man who does country music and then it and then came out as gay. Like, I get the sort of cultural significance, mm-hmm. but the song itself is absolute crap. Like, there's <laughs> nothing redeeming about that song. And then you get Billy Ray Cyrus in there, who is the ultimate GHBQ, go home and be quiet person. Hashtag, make hashtag it happen. GHBQ. We're trying to make this happen. I, like, the lyrics are terrible, the vocal performance is terrible, the melody is terrible. Like, everything about it is so bad. And yet. And yet. And it just makes my heart hurt for music. <laughs> I just like, and it's breaking all these records. Like, it's not even catchy. Like, what, can someone please explain to me what they like about this song? Yeah, I have no feelings about this song at all. Like, I don't hate it actively, but I don't like it either. I actively despise this song. Again, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to tell me why you like it. Yeah. Because, like, yeesh. Compelling arguments only. That is a big yikers for me.
0: Well, and it just... And I was trying to think about this objectively, as in, am I old now, or is this what's happening? And I'm finding that a lot of top 40 is sounding a lot alike. It's all in the same, like, range. It's all in the same... There's that
1: one note. There's that one note. That, like, is maybe, like, a B-flat. That everyone there's, hits so hard.
0: There's that one horn I that would, everyone uses.
1: I'm <laughs> looking at you, Alessia Cara. <laughs> like, wee wee we, 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 Like, I don't want this. No. I don't want it. I'm, we are definitely becoming, man <laughs> shakes fist at cloud right now. <laughs> Old man um, yells at cloud. But it does
0: take bravery sometimes to admit that you don't like the thing that everyone seems to like. Same with the, uh, I'm Oh, my God. I'm blanking on his name. Capaldi. Oh, Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi. Yeah. So everyone loves that song. Yes. I do not. It's a little harsh. It's very, very shrill. Like, I feel like when I listen to it, the audio levels are peaking. Kind of like this
1: podcast. So, you know, like, it's just like right up in your ear As an aside, I have a hilarious video that I'm going to send you. And it's Lewis Capaldi doing a song association, I think, with Elle magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's like a singer by trade. Yeah. But in this video, <laughs> he's like talk singing the whole time, and it is brutal. Like it's so bad that it's funny. And I'm well, like, wait, aren't you a professional vocalist? And I
0: find him—he's charming. As he's a person charming in interviews and stuff. But yeah, that's the one. And everyone is like aghast with me. Like, oh my god, how can you not? I, I'm sorry.
1: I don't. That's your old town road. <laughs> it's my old town road. Yeah. And that
0: Billy Eilish song.
1: Oh, bad guy.
0: It sounds like an ASMR video, and I can't handle it.
1: I also hate that song, but the al- there's some songs on that album that I that I do really like. So
0: too much breathy clicking, like it sounds like ASMR, and because I'm much more misophonic than responsive to ASMR, I'm like mm-hmm. ah, like. <laughs> but
1: you're right; she does have a like song. her performance at the Grammys. Yeah, amazing. Like when she actually so
0: good. sings and doesn't do the baby doll whisper, which has always
1: driven me crazy when anyone mm-hmm. does it.
0: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but like, why is it the single?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about diseases. Yeah, let's talk about coronavirus. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Which in my head, I always picture a bottle of Corona beer. Yeah, every time absolutely. someone says coronavirus, I think
0: it, most people do. Um, so it's. I mean, look, it's always scary when there's a new infectious disease. Yeah. Those three words in the same sentence are bad. It's just like (laughs) the neon sign in my head going,
1: outbreak, outbreak. Totally. (laughs) And even the word outbreak is frightening. Ah,
0: Yes. Um, However, the amount of disinformation and conspiracy theory, and it just, it really reminds me of when we dealt with SARS, Mm. except when SARS was happening in 2003, we didn't have social media. Like, right. social media was very, very new. It was a baby. Like, I don't even think MySpace existed yet. Facebook certainly didn't. We didn't have Twitter. Like, it's mm-hmm. this is the first time we've dealt with That's a, very true. That's yeah. An interesting point. It's uh, the first time we've dealt with kind of a virus going viral <laughs>
1: online. I hope you use that in your editorial. You better believe I did. I'm excited. Um,
0: so, yeah, it's sort of a brave new world in various fronts versus we haven't seen this before and oh my God, people stop tweeting. So what happens is, is then you have things like Winnipeg running out of surgical masks, even though, like, health officials have said, like, you're better off washing your hands. Right. The likelihood of us getting coronavirus is very low, but people are panicking.
1: Yeah. Worry about the
0: flu. Yes. That that is the thing that's right in front of our faces right now. And I think
1: people are forgetting, too, that the reason a lot of people are... Dying of this in China is because their hospitals are completely overrun. Absolutely, th- there's nowhere for people to go to get treated. Mm-hmm. Whereas if something happened here and there's yeah. one or two people, they're going to be treated right away. And there are many people who have been treated and yeah. have successfully overcome the virus. So,
0: well, and it's also um, similar again to SARS, and they're not the same no disease. But I think we can all recall what happened. During the SARS panic of '03, which was a lot of xenophobia that people were trying to justify mm-hmm. with a racialized disease. So suddenly it was like, oh, my God, like, I can't be near a Chinese person. Like, that's gross, everyone. Don't do that. Right. Like, and I'm already seeing it. Uh, when you look at all, cause I've been looking into all the conspiracy theories and disinformation well, that's, campaigns.
1: I mean, that was happening even before social media and now with social media, you just light it on fire. It's just like a hurricane yeah. of racism and yeah. xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's not appropriate to like, there was a photo that was actually taken by a travel blogger of this bat soup that somebody was like, Oh, this is where coronavirus is from. And you read so many comments that are like, what's wrong with these people and why do they eat that? That's xenophobia, everyone. Like, like, it's just... Also, they
1: probably think the same thing about you, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, the North American diet is is so... Lauded for its health. (laughs) Jeez. So, Mm -hmm. basically, this small rant is wash your hands, get your flu shot...
1: And don't believe anything you say on social
0: media. Just don't (laughs) tweet. Um, The conspiracy theory that I wanted to talk about, though, is the one involving our microbiology lab. Mm -hmm. Uh, Winnipeg and Atlanta, of course, are the two cities in North America that have
1: national microbiology labs. Yeah.
0: And so we have infectious diseases in Winnipeg. Yeah, because
1: they're trying to make vaccines for them. Right. Yes.
0: I think most Winnipeggers are cool with that. Like, I think we're all used to the fact that diseases live here and that very few people have access to them. And And they
1: are locked down.
0: And but because two people that were like escorted from the premises right. were Chinese researchers there's a conspiracy theory circulating that they stole the coronavirus and have disseminated it
1: <sighs> which
0: if you just take the time to think about that for like 5 seconds
1: like why would they do that to their own people it, it, like, why would anyone do that to anybody it falls apart from
0: any direction yeah. you look at it yeah. um so again really be careful about you, what you read Look to government sources. So And be careful what you share. Please be careful what you share. What you share. Uh, communication is obviously super important to public health. And that's another problem, right? We need to be communicating with each other so that we know what's going on. Um, but really put those media literacy skills to use. And, you know, trust reputable places. And wash your hands. And wash your hands. <laughs> wash your GD hands. Um, lastly, Jillian Michaels the biggest loser is back everyone
1: do you know who I think is the biggest loser (laughs) Jillian Michaels
0: she recently was under fire for body shaming Lizzo Mm -hmm. a woman she does not know Mm -hmm. and as Lizzo would say get her name out of your mouth um and I just can't believe that in 2020 the biggest loser has returned like right but they learn anything the first time
1: well, yeah, I mean, but they've rebranded slightly. Oh, yes, they use the word wellness now. And but it's, the premise of the show, you read the press release, is still the, the same, essentially? Yes. I read a review
0: um, oh, okay. at Jezebel. And yeah, it's still making overweight people cry and humiliating them on television for Great. entertainment. Great. So, One I thing I also
1: think... like to point out is that the former host of that show, whose name is escaping me, something green, Bobby Green or Billy Green or something green, he... Um, was the epitome of health, would push these people past their limits, and he himself had a heart attack not that many years ago. Yeah, like... So that sort of just puts the nail in the coffin of you cannot judge someone's health yeah. by their appearance.
0: And I'm sorry, it's not health to make people exercise to the point that they're vomiting. No. That's not health. That's not moving your body torture. in a joyful way. That's not establishing a positive relationship to exercise. That's boot camping your way to a body that maybe is impossible for you to have because of genetics. And, and it's impossible
1: to maintain because a yeah. lot of these contestants who were on the show gained a lot of their weight back. Because
0: it's just too much too fast.
1: And they're still. And if you're still going to have shots of people
0: barfing and crying, you don't get to call yourself a wellness show.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I have so many issues with Jillian Michaels. Mostly it's that she tries to give her opinion under the guise Mm -hmm. of being um, sort of inclusive, size inclusive. But it's it's still shamey.
0: It's so shamey. And just even the language used. So there's a lot of talk about, you know, people getting their, quote, lives back as though people in larger bodies didn't have lives. Right. That's gross. Like, can we not... I, and I also, the fact that this is televised and entertainment is problematic as well. Yes. It doesn't do anything to fight against the, quote-unquote, obesity epidemic. I would just
1: love for 2020 to the be, be the year of minding your own business. Totally. I'm like, why do you care if someone standing next to you who's 100 pounds heavier than you, why do you care what their life is like? Yeah. Like, please do not please do not cover your fat phobia in the in the blanket of concern yeah it's it's just like just mind your own business take care of yourself this person will do what they need to do and ghbq yeah hashtag ghbq make it happen everybody we're going to end the show with reading watching listening today because i have a very good watching do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Because mine's going to be long. I will go first. Okay. Um, I am.
0: What am I? What should I do? I don't what know. What have I talked about? I feel like
1: I've talked about. Well, I could just go. And Just, just go. Okay. I'll think of something. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Um... I feel like we're ordering at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I'm on the elliptical of the gym, I like to put on a show on my Netflix because I have mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi of the gym. Um, And I started watching this new reality show um, called The Circle. I was very hesitant to start this because I saw the trailer and I'm like, this looks truly like even too stupid for me to watch.
0: (laughs) And you watch a lot of... Which is a pretty low bar.
1: (laughs) Um, But I'm like, you know what? I'm on the elliptical. I need something that will like distract me from this horrendous pain. So I'm going (laughs) to just play this thing. So basically the concept is... Um, a bunch of people move into this apartment complex, but they're all in their own individual apartments and they don't have any physical interaction with the other contestants. And they're, they're vying to be the most popular person in their network, I guess. So they, co- they all have basically an AI situation in their apartment called The Circle and they can communicate yeah. they can <laughs> communicate with each other via like verbal, so that they speak and it becomes a text message basically. Okay um and they create profiles but they don't have to like some people can be catfishing some people like one man put his girlfriend's picture up and pretended to be a girl named rebecca and there's different challenges and then they vote they they do rankings and they rank their their people in their network based on their friendships and relationships they've developed via text only so they don't know who they're talking to really oh yikes yeah so it's so then they do the ranking, and the people who have the top two ranking become the influencers, and then they meet separately, not in person, still via computer, um, to decide who to block, and so they get kicked out of the circle. Are you sure you didn't click on an episode of Black Mirror? Because oh my god! No, okay. So then, <laughs> so then people start you know getting blocked, and then they bring in new people. So they, I think they brought in maybe like four or five different people, and then by the end of it, um, they all vote for who they think should win, but they can't vote for themselves. So there's like five people at the end and they vote to win. And then the guy won like a tw- uh, quarter of a million dollars, I think. Oh my God. This sounds like but dystopian it was, reality. It is, it is. But it was so interesting. Like I started, I was very, again, had a very low expectation, but I got so invested in it just because like they would develop these relationships with people. And it just shows sort of, I don't even, it just shows sort of how we're so conditioned to do things digitally now mm-hmm. and we're so willing to just put ourselves out there to someone who we don't even know who they are really so that they're building these relationships and friendships with people and then oh the best part is when someone was blocked they could choose to go visit the apartment of one player so they would go and reveal themselves whoa yeah so there was one that was um His name was, the character's name was Adam. And he was like this Instagram model, like blonde hair, washboard abs. And it was this like um, little like nerdy guy who's been married for 11 years. And in his his thing, he says he's single. And so he's like flirting with all these girls. And then he goes to introduce himself to the girl he thought was his like biggest ally mm-hmm. and it was a dude as well and so they had like this hilarious catfish and catfish meeting that's hilarious it was very interesting but also oh my god yeah and so then my husband got really into it and so we watched the whole like last maybe five or six episodes over the weekend it's super interesting if you have any any interest in watching reality television if that's your jam like it's my jam it's, it's actually a very interesting concept I would actually be inclined. I'm not a big
0: reality TV watcher, but I would be. Inclined. It's just
1: like the way people enter and then seeing them thinking about how they're going to phrase something, mm-hmm. and then seeing the recipient on the other end being like, "Oh my god, this guy's hitting on me. This is awful." Like, yeah. it's it's just so funny to watch the whole process from like both sides of the conversation because you often yeah, and and it 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 kind of points to how you also perceive text. Totally, how you, and and what the intention was and how it was perceived. Totally, it's really interesting. That sounds really interesting. It is. It's, I would highly recommend. Um, I just watched
0: in like a day the second season of Shrill. Oh, okay. Which came out. I haven't even seen the first season yet. It's all good. Um, it just came out like last Friday, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so it's the show that stars A.D. Bryant from SNL, and it is based on Lindy West's memoir of the same name. It's so good, this season especially. Oh,
1: okay. I'm going to have to get into it. And uh, it's funny because
0: I interviewed Lindy West because she had a Mm -hmm. uh, tour date in Winnipeg. And uh, where she was doing a reading from her new book. Um, And we were talking about the second season of Shrill. And she kind of pointed out that when you have six episode seasons, I think this season had eight episodes. um, In the first season of a show, there's a lot of housekeeping that has to be done. So, like, you have to establish your characters and the world they live in and the relationships and whatever. This season, they really had the chance to kind of explore that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, really good. And also, I highly recommend the latest season of Grace and Frankie, which also came back.
1: You also watched Goop.
0: I did. Oh, my God. So I wrote a column about this already, which you can find. Um, but yeah, it's a docu series, but really it's an infomercial from Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, I kind of have friends.
1: a problem with that label of docu series.
0: It yeah, like it, It's kind of not unlike what I do with Gen tries, to be honest. But it's not. They are not critical of what they're doing at all. Like they they don't ask good questions about it. They're not. There's a few people who might be skeptical, and you literally will never hear from them again. <laughs> so it's just like, it's
1: just. We but, put them in this room and closed the yeah, door. Like yeah, but there
0: was one guy, like a goop staffer, who was kind of skeptical about the energy work that they were doing, and they just never talked to him again. <laughs> so it's just, it's Aww. it's problematic. Oh, Gwyneth. But it's also so, and I regret to report that she is very likable, and I understand why people buy what she's selling. Yes, yes. M- um there's one good episode though that i think is actually worth people's time and it's called the pleasure is all ours and it features a 90 year old sex educator named betty dodson i'm already very into this she needs her own show she's incredible but it really <laughs> tackles about why um women sometimes have trouble achieving orgasm mm-hmm. when they're having sex and like how they lots of women don't know what they look like and yeah, it was, like, surprisingly, to the point, it was so surprisingly groundbreaking that it felt like it was a different show. Ah. So just, I would say, either check out that episode or check out, like, Betty Dodson's work independently. Yes. Otherwise, it's a super boring waste of time. <laughs> um, you can find that column and everything else that we've written at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media.
1: I'm at Jens on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Nairabble on Twitter and Instagram. And we will see you next week. <laughs> We'll